Good morning. Welcome to the morning after show. Sorry we're late. As always, the traffic was brutal for me. I'm Grant Cohn. That's Ryan Hensley. We got a big show for you. A lot of topics, but we just started and already there's like five questions in the queue. So instead of us imposing our will on the show, we're going to let the show come to us. And clearly, uh, Niner fans want to have the first word today. So we'll give it to them, and then we'll talk about who's holding back the Niners' offense. I think everyone's question is, how in the world are they scoring 13 points in a game with all this talent? Whose fault is it? We have the answer. We figured it out. There's one person. It's all one person's fault, and we're going to say who it, <laughs> who it is. But first, we're going to take some questions. First, Well, first, I want to let uh, Ryan say what's up. Ryan, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? I'm all right, man. You're looking good. Uh, I, I'm glad that they played a 1 o'clock, 125 game yesterday because that means I got a, a full night's sleep. I'm feeling rested. Usually, I'm on this show. I'm like, yeah. I haven't slept, but today I feel sharp, so I have a lot of things to say. <laughs> Jack, jo- Jack Jackson, good name. Why Shanahan won't use Danny G's speed at least once or twice a game just to make defenses stretch the field? Have Jimmy G throw a couple deep to Danny. Watch the field open up for others. QC ask. Well, what do you think, Ryan? I have some thoughts. <laughs> it's because Danny G was drafted for uh, Trey Lance, not for Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo's not going to be able to throw to Danny G. I mean, they've tried. Yeah. They've tried. It didn't work. First of all, Danny G is not running particularly good route. Fast guy. But in the NFL, you kind of have to like, sell your routes and he hasn't learned how to do that yet. I I don't know how good Leonard Hankerson is as a coach. Um, also, as you said, Jimmy can't hit that throw. So they're trying to throw deep passes to running backs and he can't hit that either. Frankly, after reviewing that, that game yesterday, that miss to Christian McCaffrey was arguably the worst thing Jimmy Garoppolo did because the, the uh, design was perfect. The execution was perfect. It was a freaking layup. Got to hit that. And the fact that he can't, is a big limiting factor for the offense. Yeah. Other than that, you could actually argue that he did admirably given the circumstances, but that was, ooh, that was tough. Jack. Beyond reasons, ENT says, we need our offense to put up major points next Sunday to give us a chance to win. It's no way in hell our defense is stopping Hill and Waddle four quarters. We're going to talk about that matchup. Um, yeah. And also, I mean, look, McDaniel knows Jimmy. McDaniel knows D'Amico. They have to travel cross country, but they seem like they may have certain advantages. Something to think about. Yeah. All right. This is crazy from Johnny who, dude, thank you. You must have donated a hundred bucks last night too. Grant, enjoy your content. One thing I was going to tell you, my hobbies are work and nine or football. We have a identity on defense. Offense has to be better going into the season. I was worried about the offensive line. Still am. Does Ward move back to safety versus Miami? I think, look, we're going to talk about that matchup. Remind me to talk about the Ward thing then. But if Ward's playing in the slot against Miami, if I'm Mike McDaniel, I'm trying to get – I'm putting Tyreek Hill in the slot as much as possible because Jimmy Ward's a safety, damn it. And it's impossible to ask him to cover that uh, Tyreek Hill. So I don't know what the Niners going to do there. Yeah, I don't think they make the move necessarily. Um, I don't know if I would be – Honestly, man, I like Tashawn Gibson. He's playing good, man. Uh, no knock on Jimmy Ward. I think Jimmy Ward would do fine at safety. Also, it's hard to move Gibson out of there. But against the, the against the Dolphins, man, I think Sam Womack is a better matchup for for guys like uh, Hill or or Waddle with that speed, man. It's going to be tough. I agree. 
Um, as far as what he said earlier in the comment, uh, they have an identity on defense. How about this? They have a real standard that they hold themselves to on de on defense. It seems like they gave up they gave up zero points in this game, and like that was the goal. We're not going to give up any points this week. We can't rely on the offense to do anything. We're going to take it upon ourselves to win the game. Whereas the offense's standard is let's be good enough. Let's let the defense lead the way. And if we score 20 points, that's good enough. And if and we win the game, who, who can blame us for not scoring enough points? I mean, that to me is not the Niner standard that we grew up on. You know, it was it was win 34 to 17. That was the standard every week. At least yeah, everyone's talking about just be happy with the win. And I'm a Niner fan, so I'm happy with the W. But I'm concerned about the future with the offensive production and the inconsistency and the inability to get in the red zone. So I'm going to be concerned. I'm going to speak out on that and I'll be happy with the W, but there's definitely legitimate concerns for me on the offensive side. Yeah. Um, me too. And we may have to just start there, but there's so many questions. Hold on. Let's get into it. Johnny again. I'm terrified if Ward isn't safety over the top on Tyreek or Waddle. Hafunga can stick people and create havoc doing other things like he did BS uh, New Orleans. Yeah, that's another thing. Mike McDaniel, how is he going to go after Hafunga? In the secondary, I mean, he's got all this speed in Waddle and Tyreek Hill, and it's a it's a play action offense. He knows the weaknesses of this defense, knows the strengths too. I'm the whole league is going to be watching this game, taking notes on what McDaniel does. Does it work? What's he trying to do? Because the whole league is out of ideas right now on how to attack D'Amico. Well, the thing about the Dolphins, man, they have so much speed. They're like one one of one in the NFL with their speed. Yeah. So even if teams want to mimic what their Dolphins are going to try to do, I don't know if they can. And it's going to be hard for the 49ers to defend that speed. We don't really have speed guys on the defense to match up with them. So it's going to definitely be tough. If Hufanga has one weakness, it's when he has to turn his back in coverage uh, and chase someone down. And definitely a concern. Johnny says Miami did lose their best tackle yesterday. Bosa should be on backup. I didn't know that. that that's, yeah. that's definitely good for the 49ers. Starting left tackle is out. Ooh, Connor says, this game was ugly, but the Niners handled business. Short week, travel, Thanksgiving should have been an upset, but nonetheless, the boys got it done. Yeah, they handled business. I mean, they were at home. New Orleans went across the country, and they freaking stink. I mean, I think you could see what losing Sean Payton did for that team. They were, like, competitive last year with Sean Payton and, and like, Trevor Simeon or – not Trevor uh, – whoever they had last year. Uh, but now, I mean, they look like they know they suck, and they know the court, their, their head coach sucks. I don't understand the should have been an upset take. I see that a lot recently. Like a lot of people were saying, well, you know, we, I expected with this, with the flight and with this and with that, that the 49ers were going to lose. And I'm like, it's the Saints, man. Like the 49ers have one of the best rosters in the NFL. I expected them to go and beat the Saints. Like I did, yeah. regardless of everything else. Right. Agree. Twisted Clown says, I no longer believe Jimmy Garoppolo is the problem, but rather Kyle's clinch on him. One week, everything flows smoothly. And the next, we can't seem to run the ball. Very interesting. We may start off with that topic because that seems to be the topic du jour of, for, for the 49ers. Grant, yeah. the offense has to go through Ayuk, best player. Um, not just him, though. Let's give Jawan Jennings some, some credit. He shouted me out last night. Now I'm a big fan. But seriously, he's <laughs> kicking ass. He's really a good – like when you talk about third down and you're facing a team like the Saints who play aggressive man-to-man -man coverage and have good DBs, who's getting open on the 49ers? Not Debo. Not Kittle, Ayuk, Jennings, McCaffrey. Those yeah. three guys. Those are your guys. Third and one. That's the that's the third and one. 
Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely rather go to Dewan Jennings on third down than Debo or Kittle. Sorry. Kittle and Debo are guys you get the ball in space and they break tackles, get yards after the catch. At least at this point. That's where yeah. I see it. Um, Dustin, thoughts on Trey Lance workout film, him throwing passes during pregame warm-up. Seems like it would be crazy to not activate him. Activate him before the playoffs. Yeah, let's talk about that. If you haven't seen it, he or his brother, it's been subtle. He's not trying to make it all about himself, but they're starting to put videos of Trey working out. You see him jogging, doing uh, leg workouts. Clearly his ankle is, he's not in a, in a boot or any type of brace. And then yesterday before the game, he was throwing warm-up passes even though he's on IR. I don't know if the Niners are trying to get him ramped up or if he's trying to uh, send a subtle message to the team and to the fan base like, I'm here. And if anything, like, for example, Jimmy Garoppolo got smacked in this game yesterday. Got, I mean, there was a moment where he got hit in his knee and he screamed and reached for that knee like he was scared something happened to it. And now he says it's sore. Well, soreness can sometimes get worse. So we have no idea what's going to happen down the stretch with Jimmy Garoppolo. And yeah. I feel like Trey Lance is just, just kind of like Jimmy Garoppolo did in the offseason. Hey, I'm here just in case you need me. Yeah. I'm, not, I, I'm not being pushy. But I'm not dead either. I'm freaking right here. What do you think of these uh, subtle moves that Trey's making? So I don't know if you saw, but I had the doctor. Uh, what's the doctor? He's always on. I'm, I'm horrible with names. The doctor. Rob Pandya. Yeah, so I had. I don't know if you saw, but I had him on Saturday Oh. Uh, on my channel, and we evaluated the, the workout that Trey Lance's brother posted of him working out, and I got his opinion on Trey Lance's recovery and what that means based on the video and everything we're seeing. And I've reported that I heard from within the, the organization that his uh, recovery is uh, better than anticipated was the exact quote. Wow. Uh, the, the doctor seems to confirm that. He says he definitely looks like he's ahead of schedule. He thinks he will be physically able to participate in the playoffs. The thing he says is, you know, the 49ers said they, they don't plan on it yet. Take that with a grain of salt. Right, of course, no, we're not planning on Jimmy Garoppolo to miss time and need to get because you can't just bench him for four career starts. Trey Lance now, even yeah. though Trey's the starter, can't do that. He he said he believes he'll be functionally. He said it's within the realm of possibility that Trey Lance will be healthy and functionally ready to play by the playoffs. That's Good according to the doctor. I mean, it seems like Trey's trying to show us that. And, and there's a lot of time between that was the six more games. Yeah, I mean, seven weeks, seven, eight more weeks yeah. and if they have the bye week. And then something that's not being considered yet, I brought it up on Twitter the other day in regards to Trey Lance. Trey Lance has an opinion in all of this. And knowing what I know about Trey Lance, if he's able to play, he's going to want to play. And he's going to try to get them to allow him to play. Well, what do you think he's doing right now? Why do right. you think he's putting videos on Instagram? Why do you think he's throwing on the field before games? I mean, he knows people are – People aren't gonna, aren't gonna not notice, right? And people he's dismiss famous, like, right? People dismiss Trey Lance as like, oh, it doesn't matter what he thinks. He's just a player. It it does matter what he thinks. If he he's the franchise quarterback, I mean, yeah. that, and that's unless the thing. Niners are, are are ready to alienate him and move on, which they're not, right? So he can he can go to these guys and say, look, guys, I I'm ready. I want to play. Suit me up. And I'm not talking about replacing Jimmy, but at least in the Activate practice. Activate me. Yeah, activate me. Give, give me the practice reps. Let me back up Jimmy in case something happens to him. He can apply that pressure too, and I think he's going to. I think he should. Yeah. And again, he's not trying to divide the locker room or sink anything. He's just trying to get 
back on track and develop. And frankly, they need someone to back up Jimmy Garoppolo that's better than Brock Purdy. Because yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo has ended every season of his career injured, except for one. So yeah. you got to be ready. And, you know, on November 28th of 2021, he was looking really good and healthy too. But then by December 17th, it all fell apart. So got to be ready. And if yeah. Trey's ready, then damn it, activate him. And honestly, Grant, have you guys had the press conference call yet today or is that later on? 3.30. So uh, uh, you saw when Jimmy went down, how he grabbed his knee. Mm-hmm. And in the past, with Jimmy, he'll finish games, but you'll find out a day or two later that there's actually some Sorry. kind of yeah. injury there. So that that's a real reminder that, you know, we're uh, one one snap away from Brock Purdy. No doubt. <laughs> you know? And that's not an option. Yeah. Dustin, good question. Ethan, outscoring opponents 57-0 to zero in the second half of the last four games is crazy. Imagine if the offense could pick it up in the first half. It is crazy. It's super crazy. And I wonder, is it legit or is it because the Niners have faced a really, really weak schedule? Andy Dalton, Colt McCoy, back-to-back weeks. Well, we'll see. Now, I mean, no more, no more uh, patsies. Some real opponents coming up. Johnny says, it shouldn't have been an upset. It was going to be a tough on a short week. I didn't expect the best performance of the year. It was a bad spot for the Niners. Yes, but I do think their issues are on offense go beyond last week. It's been a, an overriding pattern all season, and I think we're going to talk about that in a minute, like what I think the pattern is. Jovell says, please read slowly. Did Kyle not put much out there on offense because McDaddy is coming with his horses? Thoughts? Mm. possible McDaddy yeah. being McDaniel <laughs> I mean so is Kyle purposely being vanilla to save something for this game that's not how I interpret th- I love these questions I'm saving my answer it's not how I interpret the problem with this offense but it's possible that that Kyle Shanahan's going to flip a switch and give all his creativity hey there's certainly a lot of pressure for him to do so this week right yeah everyone's yeah, I mean- going to be watching these are good questions. Uh, yeah. You guys are coming with the good questions today. I would say, though, that you really can't take any NFL game lightly, and you got to be in the moment and try to do whatever you can to win each game. So maybe towards the end, JaVel, but I think that's a good question for sure. I've seen people theorize that he's saving his best for the games that matter, you know, like the uh, the division games. Well, I think this is a game that matters. Mike McDaniel coming to Levi's. And, I mean, it's everyone's going to be watching it to see who's the biggest genius, who's got the most creative offense, who scores more points, who wins. You know, I think this is huge for their reputation. If Mike McDaniel wins this game, it's huge for him. If Kyle wins this game, it's huge for him. If Kyle wins this game, he's over 500 for the first time in his career, regular season-wise. So, big game. Yeah, that's the best matchup coming up is McDaniel versus Shanahan. That's the main matchup I'm watching. Oh, so good. Twisted Clown says, Kyle. Trey, you're back. Good. I need another running back. <laughs> wow. True. Damon yeah. Rice. Hey, you can be Taysom Hill. Damon <laughs> Rice says, you see Lance on the sideline in Mexico? Uh, trying to be involved with Ayuk and others looks super awkward. Felt bad for him. Yeah, what's he supposed to do, right? He can't slink away and fall into the shadows because that looks like he's not invested in a leader. But if he tries to be out and involved, it's like, dude, you're not even on the active roster. It's a very awkward position that he's been put in. Okay, it's time for us to talk about our theories about the lack of offensive production against the Saints. They moved the ball. Once again, they were inside the 10-yard line a bunch, and they couldn't punch it in. 
Let me, can I give you my theory real quick? But here's the way I see it. A lot of times, like the question is, why is the offense underperforming with all these weapons? The answer is Jimmy. Jimmy's not good enough. And again, he needed to hit that throw to Christian McCaffrey. If he hits that throw to Christian McCaffrey deep, that's a touchdown. And they have more points and everything looks better. But, okay, so that, that's definitely him. And there is a degree that J- J- Jimmy holds back this offense. But I got to say, especially watching the game again, part of me, like my heart went out to Jimmy more than ever yesterday because he got his ass kicked. He was, getting, he was getting really hit a lot. And every quarterback goes through that. But here's, here's the Niners' offense. Jimmy gets the ball, and the first read is whatever. If it's open, fine. If it's not open... The rest of the offense, it's like a one-read offense. No one ever really works that hard to get open. Everyone that's like not the primary receiver looks like they're running 75% of the, like intensity on their routes. And so you see him like all of a sudden he's patting his feet. And no one so, there were like seven or eight plays in this game where, where he's begging people to get open and extending the play and, and trying to keep things alive. And everyone's like, I don't know, man. And you and he would finally check down to Christian McCaffrey and take a shot in the face. In the, like right in the in the face mask, yeah. It's like there's not. <clears throat> my heart goes out to a quarterback in that position, and I feel like you saw him in week three where he said your plays freaking suck, Kyle. I felt like his plays freaking suck yesterday. Where this is Kyle's offense. It's a one read offense, and he tells Jimmy, you know, he's here's who's going to be open on this play. I want you to throw to this guy, and the whole, everyone on the offense knows the ball's going there because Kyle said it had to, and then so he's banking that he can outsmart the defensive coordinator. But when he's wrong, there's no – the offense isn't pr- programmed to actually go through the progressions uh, well. And so you have all these weapons, but it's wasted because it's all about Kyle guessing right. The whole freaking passing game is is predicated on Kyle guessing right. And sometimes he does it well, like against the Cardinals or the Rams. Sometimes he sucks, like against Dennis Allen. And then you got Jimmy over there patting his feet running around, and you got Brandon Ayuk being like, hey, well, the play isn't for me, or Debo. De- I mean, a lot of people have pointed out on, on film, hey, if the ball isn't going to Debo, his routes are terrible. Well, I think it's all a function of people knowing this is a one-read offense. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, I mean, I think it, there's a lot of problems I see with this 49ers offense. I mean, if you start – he could start at the, the, with the run game. Uh, run game hasn't been really good. And Christian McCaffrey, 2.9 yards per carry <clears> – <throat> That's not going to cut it for a guy you traded that much capital for. When you see guys like Eliza Mitchell and even Jordan Mason, who are averaging five yards per carry, Jordan Mason averaged five yards per carry uh, at the end of the game when everyone know that they're going to run. Uh, and Jordan Mason was able to get five yards per carry. Christian McCaffrey is averaging 2.9 yards per carry, uh, which is concerning. He had the same problem last week. I think he was at three point yard, three, three yards per carry. Well, real quick, he, for, for his entire tenure with the Niners, four, five games, 4.2 yards per carry. In Carolina this year, he was averaging 4.6. Everyone thought, like, hey, man, if he's averaging 4.6 in Carolina, he's going to be averaging six yards a carry here on the Niners. What the hell is going on? I, I don't think Kyle Shanahan – His efficiency goes down? Sorry. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many things. Like, the running game is one major part. Um, I think Elijah Mitchell needs to get involved earlier than he has been getting involved. They need to use Christian McCaffrey like a third, third and long scat back type running back. He's a receiver. He's he's good at running outside, but it, it, you can't be running Christian McCaffrey between the tackles. He's not. He's. I mean, it's not an insult to Christian McCaffrey to be honest about what he's good and what he's not good at, and that's not his strength. Uh, yeah. I'd rather see Jordan Mason running between the tackles and Christian McCaffrey. If I'm being honest, 
And uh, Kyle Shannon has just not been able to use Christian McCaffrey in the run game like a lot of us were hoping. So the run game has been shut down uh, pretty well for the most part. You know, coming in this season, we expected the 49ers to have one of the best run games in all, of all time, or at least in this season. And it hasn't translated like that. And so now what you're seeing is they're going to Jimmy Garoppolo um, in the passing game. And then with Jimmy, he's very limited to what he can do. It's, it's a short passing game uh, offense. He's not going to – he can't throw deep or he doesn't throw deep or he's not confident in throwing deep or Kyle doesn't trust him to throw deep. Whatever it is, we don't have a deep passing game. So we're very one-dimensional. The offense is now short, five-yard passes from Jimmy Garoppolo to the outside. That's the offense. And it's, yeah. so it's very predictable. And when you know that's what's coming, if you can if you can shut down the 49ers run game and keep everything short and outside, it's very easy to manipulate and control. Yeah, and like with the Niners run game, it, they do, they're at their best when they have someone like Mostert or Mitchell who is a threat to the edge and between the tackles. McCaffrey isn't. I mean, he can you can sneak him between the tackles every once in a while, but you can't give him a steady diet of that because he's not that good at it. You want to get him on the on the perimeter. And frankly, he, you're much better throwing it to him than handing it to him. He is a receiver and a very good one. But this offense is unlocked when you have someone like Mitchell or Mostert who can do it all, run inside or outside, and that's not McCaffrey. That's not Debo. When Debo's in the backfield, you know what's going to the outside. When McCaffrey's in the backfield, you know what's going to or, or you're, you're playing to – you want them to run between the tackles. You're setting the edge and forcing them to the in, inside. Uh, when it's Jordan Mason, who I like a lot, not worried about him getting to the edge uh so they they don't have the running back they want to have still after all they've done yeah you know, and frankly they might have had it in jeff wilson jr i don't know i mean just saying that's part of the problem with the run game is they mccaffrey hasn't been this the the, the easy fix he helped in the passing game more than the running game yeah exactly I, and it's it's kind of so for, for Nothing has changed for me, in my opinion, over the last four years. The biggest worry for me for the 49ers as they go into the postseason and try to win a Super Bowl has always been two two people. It's Kyle Shanahan. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. It's like the chicken before the egg. I don't know which came first, you know, which one is holding who back, or maybe it's a little of both. Um, but those are the two guys. And Jimmy's had a good season. He's not turning the ball over. A lot of that, I think, is because it's all outside and short. And I think Kyle is kind of helping him with that. He has a lot of weapons. Um, so Jimmy's playing fine, but there's an element of his game that's always been missing, and it still is, which is the deep passing game. And I don't see that changing, unfortunately. So uh, here's the thing is this offense depends on Yak, Grant. It depends on Yak after the catch. And so what you're asking your playmakers to do is break multiple tackles every single time they get the ball. And when you play teams with good defense and good tacklers, it's not going to work. And so you have to be able to take the top off the defense at some point, at least a few times a game in order to open things up. And just 49ers have not been able to do that. I feel like with, with the Niners, when they underperform and score 13 points, Kyle Shanahan enthusiasts will go to the film and they'll find four or five plays where guys are open and Jimmy doesn't throw it to him. And they're like, well, you know, guys are open. It's on Jimmy. It's Jimmy's fault. And that's very compelling uh, evidence. It's just that you don't know what Kyle's telling Jimmy. For example, there's a play. I'm going to show it. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, I'm not going to show it now. I'll show it later today. I don't know if you saw it on the TV copy, but I believe it's when Jimmy throws to Jawan Jennings at like the one yard line. 
and has like a one yard pass right in front of the goal line. And I think Christian McCaffrey's open on the left, wide open, uncovered, like wide freaking open. And Jimmy never looks over there. So the question, well, you could say, well, Jimmy should have seen him. But if Kyle is in his earpiece saying, you know, the primary receiver is Juwan Jennings, I want you to look to the right side of the field. If he's open, throw it. Well, then that's on Kyle. That, that's on Kyle for having a one-read offense and not giving Jimmy the, oppor- the freedom at the, op- at the line of scrimmage to make his own decisions on what side of the field he wants to read. I don't know, but it seems like from what we've heard, Kyle Shanahan is very much a micromanaging one-read guy. Like we saw that, remember that clip in 2019 when the Niners were going up against the Packers and it was third down and, and uh, Kyle's mic'd up. He goes to the ref and he goes, okay, it's going to Kittle. Kittle's going to get held. And it did. And everyone's like, wow, he can predict the future. No, he's telling his quarterback where to throw. Yeah. It's going to go to Kittle. So I think there's a degree of that with the Niners offense where Jimmy is f- forced, hamstrung to throw where Kyle tells him to go, and everyone on the offense knows where the ball is going, and you're not getting the same kind of secondary efforts. The, 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 the routes on the backside of the pattern aren't as good as the routes on the front side. The uh, – and. Damon says Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't improvise, really steps up in the pocket. It seems like he's not like he's actually trying to extend plays to a degree. It seems like he did yesterday, but it seems like the wide receivers aren't working back to him sometimes. I'm not trying to create it. I'm just saying that Jimmy's mediocre. We know that. Sometimes Kyle's plays freaking suck. Sometimes. Sometimes against Atlanta, against Vance Joseph or Raheem Morris, he's got their number. Sometimes he don't, and it's like the, the, the talent of the Niners offense doesn't override it, that Kyle is somehow holding it back because he's trying to outsmart Dennis Allen and he can't. You don't have to outsmart Dennis Allen today. You have better players than Dennis Allen today. Let Jimmy read the field. You got five options who are good. How can he be wrong? But you're like, no, throw here. He's going to be open, I promise. Well, you're right. Well, how often? 60% of the time? I don't know. Depends, I guess, that day. Yeah, I think, you know, Jimmy's just limited, and I think Kyle outthinks himself and tries to overcome overcome those limitations too much when sometimes you just need to let him do his thing. And the combination of those two things are why the Niners' offense is not Miami because Jimmy's limited and Kyle overthinks himself. He got in a battle of wits with Dennis Allen and lost. Yeah. And now he's got to go in. I don't even know who the defensive coordinator is for Miami, but – I don't know either. I don't know. Let's yeah. See what he's got. Johnny says stepping up in the pocket wasn't an option for uh, for Jimmy. He took too many hits to do so. I would be scared to. He was getting smacked. That was the kind of game where I, I'm so like you said. I'm curious to hear what Kyle says today about him. Yeah. Um, as far as getting Jimmy getting smacked, I think that's one thing that we're going to see more of. I think as the season progresses, these teams start um, we start playing better defenses. Jimmy's because of this offense is schemed the way it is, and Jimmy gets the ball out so quickly. He's not giving a lot of teams the chance to sack him. And that's partially why the sacks are so down. But they also part of the reason why the, the the line looks so good is because of that. And they also haven't faced a ton of good pass rushing teams. True, and this team got a little bit of pressure on him, and all of a sudden. Josh Wyatt says, "What was was that Jimmy's best game as a Niner? I watched all 22, and there were 10 plays that were absolute traps that Jimmy avoided. The game-breaking play. Um, I didn't think so. I gave him a D for his performance. I mean, missing that throw to McCaffrey was rough. And then just to know that your defense is pitching a shutout, and he kept, like, like forcing the throw to Kittle in the end zone that almost got intercepted. I don't care if, if, if Kyle Shanahan told you to throw to Kittle. Dude, he's not open. And you forced that ball to him. I mean, that was like the one he threw in Kansas City, like the, the Hail Mary. He's like, dude, what are you doing? You yeah. can't throw that. 
He's not open. And frankly, Kittle hasn't been winning like that all year. So I, I, I wouldn't say so. I thought he was a little reckless in this game. I thought he was trying to showcase himself. I think he had four, four really bad passes in this game. You know, uh, there was yeah. the – even the touchdown pass, I mean, that could have been an interception. It's not like – Tyrone Matthew had a whole hand on that ball. Oh, that yeah. could have been an interception. The force to Kittle was bad. The miss to CMC was bad. The duck – and I'll give him the duck a little bit to Ray Ray. He did get, you know, hit on that throw, so I'll give him that one. But all four of those – and then the interception. So, what is that, five plays? Yeah. So, I mean, he, I, I gave Jimmy like a C yesterday, but – uh Definitely not the best game of his career. No. Corey says, we've played only two teams. And if that was the best game of his career, what does that say about his career? <laughs> that? 13 points? That's the best. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, maybe it was. I don't know. Maybe it was. Corey says, we've played only two teams with defenses ranked 15th or better. Jimmy, three TDs, two INTs, three fumbles, one safety. I think his progress is an illusion. Yeah. I mean, this Saints defense, people thought, you know, they said after the game, we kept asking like Kyle, like, so what's up? 13 points, man. He's like, first of all, the Saints defense is really good. Nah, they were giving up like 24 points per game coming into this. I was like 25th out of 32. You scored 13 points. This defense isn't good. Arizona's defense was giving up like 30. It was the second worst defense in the league. So yeah, we're going to have to see. And this defense against this Miami defense is not great either. Tampa yeah. has a good defense. Tampa has a good defense. Yeah, Washington's defense pretty good. So yeah. we'll see. Frank says, seems like defenses are loading the box and selling out to the edge. You can see the difference with Mitchell in there as an inside runner, and Jimmy has to hit some deep balls or please freaking try. Uh, now we got Jordan Mason time, and I wouldn't just shrug him off. We're going to talk about him. Johnny says, Jimmy isn't calling audibles. He is strictly listening to Kyle and his play calls, good or bad. Well, I don't think he's allowed to call audibles. <laughs> I don't think he's allowed to. Yeah. So that's another part of the problem. I haven't here. seen Jimmy call many audibles in his whole career. He can just do the can, can, can thing where Kyle's called two plays and Jimmy gets to pick between them. But again, it doesn't. All right, let's talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is now 41 and 19, including the playoffs, as a starter for the 49ers. That's a very interesting stat because that's Steve Young's exact win loss record at this point in his career with the 49ers, which is mind blowing. And it's actually better than Joe Montana's win-loss record. He was 37-22. and 22. What do you make of this highly surprising statistic? Uh, I'm honestly not that surpri surprised. I mean, <clears throat> there's, a lot, there's a lot that goes involved with this. But first of all, if you're comparing – people out there comparing Jimmy Garoppolo to Steve Young and Joe Montana, please – just freaking stop. Like, for one, it's a different, completely different eras. Like, let's understand that, first of all. It's completely different eras. This is an era where uh, quarterbacks could get ripped like a freaking running back in the backfield. Like, they could just get power drive to the ground. So that's one thing that you got to understand. Then all these receiving rules, like, it was, it was a much more handsy. It, we are in an era where passing is – they're, they want you to pass in the NFL. Everything's catered to that direction, right? Mm -hmm. Joe Montana won four Super Bowls. Steve Young won a Super Bowl. These are multiple Pro Bowls, Hall of Fame quarterbacks. We should not be comparing these guys. Jimmy Garoppolo has had uh, an offense that has been catered to his strengths, which is the short pass. 
He's had an amazing defense every single year he's been with the 49ers. And he's always had a good running game up until this year. Uh, they're not the greatest running game this year, but up until this year, they've he's always had a solid running game, one of the best rosters. What you're seeing is Jimmy Garoppolo is a, s- a serviceable game manager when he's not turning the ball over, and he's managing a really good team that wins ball games. That's all this is. I mean, he gets credit for his for his record. It's it's, it's something that he should be proud of. It's just I feel like it's this stats going around, and the question is, does this make you reassess? Jimmy, and I would say no. Let's put this in context. So, Joe Montana at this point in his career was thirty-seven and twenty-two. He also had a Super Bowl victory. He Joe Montana won the Super Bowl in his twenty-seventh career start. So let's not compare them. Then you got Steve Young. Okay, he was forty-one and nineteen, just like Jimmy at this point in his career. He also Steve won the MVP in his first season as a starter. So. The reason he didn't get over the hump his first couple of years is because he had to face the Dallas Cowboys three years in a row in the NFC Championship. He finally beat him. But the Dallas Cowboys in the early 90s were one of the, if not the greatest football team of all time. They were one of the greatest football teams ever. A team with no weaknesses. Like Troy Aikman wasn't even the best. They were, it's so loaded every freaking position. And it wasn't that Steve Young had to like figure it out and get a little bit. They, the Niners had to improve. They had to put more around him to compete with an absolute juggernaut of the pre-salary uh, cap era. It's not like Jimmy, who has done nothing in the playoffs, and the Niners are like, hey, man, maybe if you could like do a little bit of something, we might win. It's a little bit different. Um, also, so okay, 41-19. Jake Plummer was 40-18. and 18 as the starting quarterback of the Denver Broncos. I'm sure <laughs> most people didn't know that. Like, that was, that was a, a cool 20 years ago. Yeah. And um, why doesn't anyone remember that? Because who cares? What was Jake Plummer's biggest win with the Broncos? He didn't have one. He never had one. He went to the playoffs three times, never did anything, got replaced, even though he was 40 and 18. That's a, he had a 13 and 3 season. And my question to you is, 41 and 19, of those 41 wins, what's the biggest one for Jimmy? Biggest one. First one that comes to your mind. Should be a quick answer. Saints regular Saints regular season game. Saints regular season game. Okay. Yeah. And then if not that, it's what? Cardinals last week. Cardinals last week. I mean, week week 18 against the Rams last year. It's 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 hard to even say. 41 wins, and you can't just be like, oh yeah, that one. That signature win. But if I asked you of those 19 losses, which one pops out in your mind? Super Bowl, the NFC championships, <laughs> like the playoffs See, in general. Yeah. That's why I can't be like, well, this this record here proves that he's actually under appreciated and should be kept around or da, 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 da. like nah, man. He got benched, he got his salary cut. Uh there's a reason. And teams aren't all of a sudden being like, Did you see his win loss record? I had no idea. Let's completely rethink what we know. Like, nah, that's no. I don't think so. What they should, they, what they could have done is easily just take take down on that comparison, take down the Joe Montana pitcher, take down the Steve Young pitcher, take down the Jimmy G pitcher, and just show the teams because it's a team record. And what that stat shows you is how the teams were able to perform during those time frame. I understand he's the quarterback, and quarterbacks get the win loss record. But come on, of all the quarterbacks, it's first of all it's a team stat. But of all the quarterbacks, it's like giving Kevon Looney a win loss record. 
Like, yeah, he sets the screens and he's a really good role player. But come on, Kavon, are we talking about Kavon Looney's win loss record? It's, it, so that's the way I look at it. It's like, yeah, yeah Jimmy's win loss record. Yeah, uh huh, sure. It's nice, but it's not going to get him a. If he doesn't do anything in the playoffs, it's not going to get him a big contract next year because he's won a bunch of regular season games that people can't remember. The biggest comp for Jimmy Garoppolo out of 49ers quarterbacks would maybe be like Alex Smith. Uh, not even Jeff Garcia. But if you want to compare Alex Smith and Jimmy, that's that's a debatable conversation. But leave Steve Young and Joe Montana's name out of your mouth when you're comparing Jimmy Garoppolo, please, for, for the love of God. I'd like, I would like to see Jimmy, you know, in this with another coach just i would because a lot of people think that jimmy's gonna fall apart and you know he might because he won't have the weapons anymore but he won't have kyle in his ear what if he was in miami right now now he'd probably be still missing the deep throws because how does he how can he not hit the deep throw a part of me wants to be like jimmy dude dude what happened on that throw to mccaffrey can you explain to me how you can't hit that the one that you i mean damn man it's a layup how can you not throw that? It's not a question of arm strength either. It's like, I don't understand. But I don't really know how to phrase the question. Jimmy, like, puts everything he can. And whenever he goes deep at all, he puts everything into it that he can. And that's why you get these overthrows. He's like, I got to put everything into it. And it's always – it's, it's overthrown, which is weird because he doesn't necessarily have a strong arm where you see guys like Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and not that Aaron Rodgers is having a good season. But it's just like, you know, it's just a nice, easy catch. That's an easy throw for, for Aaron Rodgers. Normally. Remember two years ago when Nick Mullins missed use check on the second pass of the game against Philly week four, and everyone was like, oh, my God, Nick, you're dead to me. That was a layup. Yeah. Jimmy does that too, man. It's funny. The Niners can't get anyone who can hit a deep ball. Maybe Kyle puts too much pressure on him. I, I don't know what it is, but. Well, I think a part of it may be just they don't do it enough to where it's like it's it's abnormal. Like, oh, my God, I got to throw a deep pass. Like, it's, it's a rare thing. It's like. It's like. It's like, it's having like the basketball shoot. team yeah. that the coach is like, I don't want you guys to ever shoot threes. I want you guys to work the ball into the post. And then it's like, actually, we need this three right now. It's like, but coach, none of we us do that. Do yeah, <laughs> We never do this. And you get mad at me when I try. But here I go with no confidence. Yeah. Right. 7NP says, Jimmy getting smacked is an indictment on the Niners as an organization who have had any opportun- many opportunities to fix the O-line but continue to roll with the mediocre talent that with one or two great players. Yeah, I mean, they put a lot of faith in their left tackle and their offensive line coach. And so far, you got to admit that both of those dudes are as advertised. They're great. Um, but against premium talent, I feel like this offensive line gets exposed a little bit. Brendel, Burford, McGlinchey. Banks, to his credit, has not been exposed at all yet. I keep waiting for it. I keep being like, yeah. I don't want to say I'm wrong about Banks yet. But so far, so good with Banks. I No one has mentioned his name all year. Which is a good thing. Yeah, Banks, Banks and Trent, man, they're doing great. Uh, I think uh, that right side, I mean, that's the thing. I was going to bring it up later, but this applies to everything we're talking about. The 49ers' losses have come to teams that have a 43% winning percentage. The 49ers' wins have come to teams that have a combined winning percentage of 33%. Ooh. So they've beaten teams that have a combined winning percentage of 33%. I saw somebody say, oh, well, they've – you know, they're two and one against teams over 500 and the Dolphins are two and three against teams over 500. Well, the teams that the, the Niners beat that are over 500 are the Chargers and the Seahawks who are sitting at one game over 500 right now, whereas the Dolphins beat the Ravens and the Bills. That's different. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
And let me look at the at the uh, playoffs real quick. I mean, uh, the Chargers are the ninth seed, and the Seahawks are the eighth seed. So the Niners currently have faced one playoff team, the Chiefs, and they lost by three touchdowns. So that doesn't mean the Niners are going to lose to every playoff team they face. It just means that the schedule so far has been easy. And the Niners only started taking care of business recently. And if they end up being the three seed and Philly's the one seed, well, that's because Philly took care of business and the Niners didn't earlier in the season. And if the Niners have to cross country and fly and play in the snow in Philly, that's their fault for freaking losing to Denver. The only team that could lose to Denver. How did you do that? (laughs) Every, Every week I tweet, everyone tweets, how did the 49ers lose to the Broncos? Like, How? Yeah. Justin says more Kyle hype next week when he bodies another former assistant. Big brother vibes on McVay, LaFleur, etc. Man, Hopefully. I can't wait. I, it could definitely happen, in which case it would be very interesting. And I think that psychological element would come into play. Jimmy Garoppolo's record is misleading. Don't believe the hype. I mean, who hypes? I was saying that uh, to me, I was saying like it's like an Arby's enthusiast. It's like a Chipotle enthusiast. Okay. Chipotle plays his position. And depending on where you are in the country, like if you're in Wisconsin, and you like that might be your best option that day if they have a Chipotle. So I feel people that are like, you know what, you know, like there's a role for Chipotle. And sometimes I go to Chipotle. I don't go all the time. But it's like, hey, I love one thing. I kind of like the bowl or whatever. Yeah. I feel people that say that. But there's always that one person that's like, hey, man, Chipotle is the best uh, Mexican food I've ever had. I go to Chipotle <laughs> three times a week. It's like, yeah. dude, what? That's Jimmy Garoppolo fans. It's yeah. like, man, are you kidding? Do you have any taste? <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe I'm just bourgeois. But yeah. that's how I look at it. Yeah, Chipotle. No. It's like, it's all right. But like, if you literally had, if you're in the Bay Area, you should not be going to Chipotle. Just like if you're in New York City, there's no excuse to go to Domino's at all. What are yeah. you doing? Right? <laughs> yeah. But some people like Domino's. I don't know. Johnny says, it's not fair to compare Jimmy to a Hall of Fame, to Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Us Niner fans are spoiled, but I think he's decent. I've seen worse quarterbacks. We had Tim Rattay and Jim Miller and Elvis Gerback and JTL Sullivan. Yeah, man, he is decent. And he is in this kind of offense that is streaky based on how smart Kyle is that week. Because Kyle doesn't trust Jimmy to do anything. You can't make decisions. You can't read the field. I'll tell you what to do. All right, well, well then it's on Kyle. Yeah. So, you know, he's he's got the answers, apparently. Seven says, if you're a Niners fan born in the 80s and you compare Garoppolo with Montana and Young, you should be embarrassed for yourself. What if you're born in the 70s? 79 Double right here. here. 79 yeah. right here, bud. Yeah, I agree <laughs> with that one. Yeah, and there's a lot of people who are falling into that. I'm not going to name any names. SoCal Niners says, whether you're Niner fans, whether you Niner fans love or hate Kyle, love or hate Jimmy, I think we can all agree that we're the most toxic fans in all the football. No, 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 no. What are you talking about? The Bears are great. The the Washington franchise, Cleveland. I mean, the Jets. Uh, there's some really uh, salty fan bases out there. I think we just have high expectations based on the past, and maybe some of us should let that go. Uh, but I can't. Sorry. <laughs> I just can't. I'm sure Jed York would love you to let that go. That would yes. make him so happy. Johnny yeah. says, Grant, Niners did win a playoff game, scoring 13 at Lambeau last year. Um. Yeah, they sure did. So it could happen. It could happen. Could but they didn't sure. win the Super Bowl. Jim Harbaugh with Jimmy Garoppolo, more wins. I don't think Harbaugh or Bill Walsh would want Jimmy Garoppolo. He just doesn't move at all. And I feel like Harbaugh and Walsh both like quarterbacks who ran a little bit. I could be wrong. 
Well, you saw Jim Harbaugh replace Alex Smith with Colin Kaepernick, a similar type of thing with Jimmy and Trey. So Also, Alex ran more than Jimmy. Jimmy doesn't. Alex was an athlete. The other bad play of Jimmy's in this game was the run on fourth and one. Oh. Yeah, Kyle said that was a design pass. Oh. <laughs> Jimmy ran into like four dudes. So bad. Yeah, that was bad too. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, when I want to give Jimmy the benefit of the doubt and take some responsibility off him, and there's still three, three, four, five, six plays a game, and you're like, damn, man. And I've, I feel like that's, to be fair, there's a tier of quarterbacks like that. Like Kirk Cousins is like that too. If you watch Kirk Cousins, I mean, he makes great plays, but how could you not with Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook? But he's all there's five or six plays a game with Kirk Cousins. You're like, Kirk, you're 34 years old. What the <laughs> fuck was that? I don't know. So I mean, yeah. And, and so and maybe if you if you rooted for the Vikings, you would just you would hate Kirk Cousins, not hate Kirk Cousins, but you would have these feelings the way you do for Jimmy. But it's just that we watch Jimmy all the time. I don't root for Jimmy, but I'm tired of it. I have Jimmy fatigue. I don't I don't watch Kirk Cousins. So I watch him, I'm like, ha, he's doing the same shit, Jimmy. That's hilarious. But if I watch it every week, I might be like, you know what? It's been five years. I'm tired. Yeah. Can we can we see something different? That, I mean, that's how I am, man. I think a lot yeah. of people, they, they get excited about the wins on a daily basis. They're excited to beat the Saints 13-0. And, hey, a W is great, man. It really is. But I don't look at things from that micro perspective. Like, I look at things from on the macro, which is, are we going to be able to compete for a championship because that's yeah. really all I'm, I'm here for. And we've seen this Jimmy Garoppolo story play out over and over again. And there's, I haven't seen anything that convinces me that something different is going on with it. Yeah. I keep using basketball metaphors, but it's like, I feel like this is a team that's been together. Like the jazz, the jazz were together for a while with Donovan Mitchell and, and, uh, Gobert, And they kept running it back. And it's like, Oh, they're the one seed this year. Like, Oh, are, are are fans supposed to get excited because they won 60 games? You know what's going to happen in the playoffs, and it kept happening, and finally, they blew it up. So eventually the Niners are going to like, you're, you're in that either win the Super Bowl or blow it up. Because how many times can you run it back? Kittle's going to be 30. Armstead's going to be 30. How many times can you really run this back? It's like the fourth time you've run it back now, or the third. If the 49ers win the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo, our quarterback, I will buy five of you guys Jimmy Garoppolo jerseys. Hey, man, they could happen. But Jim McMahon won a Super Bowl. If It, it just means that the, the Niners would have an all-time great defense. Jim McMahon had a better record than, than uh, Steve Young, Joe Montana, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, it's a team stat. He played with the greatest defense of all time, kind of like Jimmy. Yeah. Jacob says Miami consistently putting up over 30 points a game. Niners have struggled to do that against mediocre teams. How do you think the Niners will match up versus them? Hold on, Jacob. Hold on. I know we're moving slowly today, but we, that's a whole topic. Corey says, also, what Jimmy do we see now that he had an injury scare? Tell me he didn't look shaky after, plus here comes the brace. Yeah, all of us, like, why did he miss that throw to uh, freaking McCaffrey? Like, did he get, did, did, his, did his shoulder get messed up? I mean, you never know. And the thing about with, with Jimmy, when we ask him, Kyle could downplay it today. But then on Thursday, I'll be there and I'll say, hey, Jimmy, how's your knee feel? You know he's not going to say fine. He'll be like, well, you know, it's felt better. Uh, you know, he'll, he'll, I prediction, he'll make a joke about it, but it'll be an excuse the rest of the week, the rest of the year. Ah, you know, it is what it is. That's what he'll say. It is what it is. Got to play through it. Got to play through it. We're all dealing with something, right? And mm -hmm. he'll say it like, man, what a warrior. But then you'll be like, no, he just made it, created an excuse. And you know what? Maybe it's legit. I don't know. I'm just making predictions. 
hold on one more and then we get back to our show you guys have been very generous today yeah. and disruptive niner by nature says lost super bowl lost and nc uh championship game are we losing the divisional i know that's his pattern right it's like one less i hope dude if he does that niner fans will be pissed johnny the only different thing is we added cmc and have more weapons i do think they win the nfc but offense needs to average 23 per game i, I put down the thing about the mccaffrey thing is when they made the trade people are like oh he's gonna bail out jimmy i think he's bailing out kyle because if I'm right that the offense is a one-read system, and once you get past the first read, the rest of the offense isn't particularly motivated to get the ball because they're not expecting it, well, having the check down, God, helps. Because there were so many times yesterday where Jimmy was like, ah! And compl- you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's bailing out both of them. I'm th- definitely bailing out people with bad ideas. Frank. Great point on macro perspective. Will we win a Super Bowl? Like Grant said earlier this year, we know how the story ends with Jimmy. Yeah. Well, I don't know. People people that keep people are serious about comparing him to Steve Young, and they're like, well, you know, Steve struggled his first two postseason performances. Yeah, against Dallas. He won his third, he took him his third time to figure it out. All right, Jimmy, man, figure it out. Third- yeah, that, that argument is for after the fact. After Jimmy wins a Super Bowl, let's compare him then. Yeah, uh, SoCal Niner says, we all need to chill out about Harbaugh. He was a high-level loser, too. True. Um, his stock is up now, though. He just put it on. Beat Ohio. That was nice. Yeah. Sean O'Leary says, Steve Young play. Here, see, 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 I told you. I could, I, I told you. 85.8 rating, 3,300 3, yards, 20 TDs, 13 INTs. Jimmy, 74 rating, 962. Okay, sorry. I, I, I was wrong, Sean. He was pointing out that actually Steve Young was a lot better. Then uh, and also Steve was playing. He had to go up against the Cowboys and then the Packers. Those were two of the best teams I ever saw. Uh, Jimmy couldn't get it done against the Vikings. His his signature win is a game in which he completed it six passes against the Packers. Like I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I, I anyway. just don't know why we why do we have to compare Steve Young and Jimmy Garoppolo? It's just. <laughs> It's nauseating. Like people are nuts, man. They really are. You guys are nuts. <laughs> okay, we're 15 minutes in and we're done talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. I want to talk about Jordan Mason. So, very interesting. The Niners trade for Christian McCaffrey. They get rid of Jeff Wilson Jr. McCaffrey's got knee irritation. He can't finish the game. Plus, he's not even built to finish out a game that you're winning. That's not what he does. It's just slam him into a loaded box. So he's not a factor in the late in the game. Mitchell's hurt. The Niners are winning but it's still it's not even a 14 point game so they bring in Jordan Mason who we've been begging the Niners to play and gosh darn it he's really freaking powerful Uh, they're not running like toss plays and stretch plays with him like they do for everyone else they're just running power you know off tackle inside zone and dang he's really tough to bring down and now all of a sudden with Mitchell gonna miss the next few weeks this is the guy he's the number two back He's the guy that you would use to cle- to seal out a game. I actually think this could be a good thing. I think the emergence of Jordan Mason could be just what the Niners need because Mitchell could come back and then you could have a three-headed running back tandem trio. What do you think of Jordan Mason? What'd you see? What'd you think? Love that guy, man. He reminds he reminds me. I know this is you know we're compa- we shouldn't be comparing people so prematurely, but. But, you know, like like we don't compare Jimmy to Steve, I don't want to compare Jordan Mason to Marshawn, but damn it, that's what he looked like to me when he's running. I mean, he's 
I'm excited about that dude, man. He runs his ass off, runs really hard. Uh, I think he's the best goal line back on the entire team. I I really believe that. I I don't think I've seen anyone run harder. He runs harder than Elijah Mitchell. He was running against a stack box at the end of the game when they're just trying to run out the clock and the whole entire – everyone in Levi Stadium knows what's coming, and he's still netting positive yards, five yards per carry. That guy is really – really damn good and he's different from from like a cmc even different from elijah uh he's just a straight bruiser uh i'm really excited about that and you know jimmy or kyle and and uh, john lynch give them credit for picking him finding him and keeping him around because that dude's legit man i'm really excited about him and it's like the niners uh we're trying to say like why are they struggling to score points huh they're moving the ball so well, and they get inside the 10-yard, they can't score points. Well, maybe it's because they haven't been giving the ball to this guy. He has such a unique skill set. It's such a classic short yardage back skill set. It's what he did at Georgia Tech. And no, when the Niners get to the two-yard line the last four weeks, they've been handed off to Christian McCaffrey. Why? Well, obviously, to pad his stats and justify the trade. Dude, enough. Enough, Kyle. No one's questioning your trade anymore except for me. Now you got to use your best players in the right way. And when it's third and two, that's Jordan Mason time. When it's whatever third and goal at the two, that's Jordan Mason time. When it's four-minute offense and you're up big or whatever, when you're up in the fourth, that's Jordan Mason time. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you finally get him on the field, I think he's better at at all of these things than Mitchell, anyone. He has a role. Remember when we were were younger and Jim Harbaugh was the the coach? There was a three-headed running back room. Gore was the lead back, Kendall Hunter was the change of pace, and Anthony Dixon was the short yardage back. There were three. Boom. This guy, I like Anthony Dixon, but I think this guy runs even harder, is even more powerful than Dixon. I think he has the potential to be one hell of a short yardage back plus. So I think this is like maybe even a, a blessing in disguise that they finally get this freaking guy in the field. Yeah, I mean, I like Anthony Dixon. He's been on my show a couple of times. I love Dixon. I love, no shot at Dixon. I'm just trying to yeah. praise Jordan Mason. And Dixon was good. He's he is he is what you would measure a short yardage back against. Dixon was a baller. I, as much as I like Booby, man, Jordan Mason, I like him. But I like him better, man. Sorry, Boo, but I really Sorry, feel like Boo. Jordan Mason is a, a a hell of a runner, man. And yeah, I'm excited about him. And unfortunately, it looks like he's going to be used more because Elijah Mitchell is going to be out for the next couple of weeks. They also said that they played Jordan Mason um, over TDP because of special teams. So we're probably going to see TDP as well. I'd imagine both those guys be active next week. Um, I'm not sold on TDP yet. I haven't seen enough of him to make me think he's better than Jordan Mason. Hey, man, if Kyle Shanahan gives tight of his price 10 carries against the Dolphins, the Niners are going to lose. They're going to lose. I'm sorry. I've Look, I could be wrong. (laughs) But he hasn't shown anything to warrant that kind of workload. Uh, those could be 10 wasted plays. I don't know. Kyle, you can give him a chance, but you ride the hot hand. And right now, Mason's already shown you something. What is Ty Davis Price averaging, like two yards a carry this year? Yeah, I haven't seen anything from Ty Davis Price that gets me uh, hopeful about him. But I'm not going to rule him out yet either. It's early. But what I do know is when I watch Jordan Mason, I'm really excited about that guy. Yeah, I think the fact that the Niners have to use him, now Kyle Shanahan can like learn what he does well, and maybe he'll just learn that he has a really good short yardage back, and maybe the Niners will start scoring touchdowns. I think it's so funny how they've accumulated all this 
high-priced, hyped-up talent on offense. But when it's time to score touchdowns, it's like, where's Jawan Jennings? Where's Jordan Mason? You know, like, I love that about football. It's the yeah. two guys that have no jewelry, no big contracts, are just grinding. Football is such a blue-collar sport sometimes, although guys making $400,000 a year is exactly blue-collar. But you know what? It's California. It's right. tough. Yeah. It's tough out here in the streets. Sean yeah. O'Leary says one last thing. Imagine Jimmy playing in Steve's era where quarterbacks were fair game. Steve was hit play after play after play. You made that point. Steve Young had like seven concussions. I mean, I think. Jimmy plays in this era and can't stay healthy. Yeah. But, I mean, look, when Jimmy's finally gone from the Niners, we should be able to talk about him in like a not entirely negative way. It's not yeah. like, because frankly, there have been some terrible quarterbacks here. Blaine Gabbert played in this team. <laughs> yeah. You know, my biggest, I don't have a problem with Jimmy Garoppolo. I like him. I, I, I've said he's a C plus, B minus quarterback. Uh, it's not Jimmy Garoppolo that's the it's issue fans. for me. It's, it's the fans. fans, right? It's the fans. It's, it's the fans that come to and be like, no, this Chipotle, this Chipotle burrito is better than anything on in, in Mission or on International. Like, dude, go away. Yeah. I don't want to have a conversation with you. I don't even want to talk to you. Don't look at me. Don't even look at me. I, I like Jimmy Garoppolo. He's a good dude. He's a good game manager. He's playing really well, not turning the ball over. He's he's doing fine. Stop comparing him to Steve Young, though. Stop comparing him to Joe Please. Montana. That's what's killing it for me, and that's what makes me speak negatively. I really don't want to. Right. That's the thing. It, it, I speak negatively negatively about him because of his fans. It's not anything about him. Right. Like, I act, when, when I turn down the noise and just watch him play, my heart goes out to him. He's standing there being like, will someone please get open? Will these plays not suck so bad? And I'm like, yeah, man, I do feel you. I mean, like, you got your own problems, but I feel you on that. But then it's just his fans that are like, actually, actually, that was a great game from Jimmy. It's like, okay, 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 okay. okay. Yeah. Mason needs to be the goal line running back, says Johnny. Hell yeah. Yep. The Dark Azrael says, didn't Kyle call Jordan Mason JP during the postgame? Yeah, I can't keep up with these nicknames, man. If he if they want him to be JP Mason, change it in the media guide. Otherwise, I'm going with Jordan. I, what am I supposed to put in the YouTube cha- in the YouTube search? What are the fans supposed to call him? They can't even decide what his name is. I'm so mad about that. <laughs> he needs to have like a cool nickname. Anyway, moving on. So the Niners traded Jeff Wilson Jr. for a fifth round pick. Now Elijah Mitchell's hurt, and Christian McCaffrey has knee irritation. And I'm thinking they could probably use Jeff Wilson Jr. more than a fifth-round pick now. That might be short-sighted, though. Uh, are you? How do you feel about that trade in hindsight? Hindsight. Um, I'm probably one of the few people never really liked the trade in the first place. Uh, I think when you have a, a back who's trending over 1,000 yards, regardless of whether he wants to be traded or not, regardless of whether you're carrying five backs or not, uh, you keep him. You don't get rid of him uh, when he's trending over a thousand yards. Uh, now Jeff Wilson is hurt, um, but he wouldn't be hurt if he was backing up Elijah Mitchell uh, and Christian McCaffrey right now. He'd be fresh. Uh, I wouldn't have traded Jeff Wilson Jr. If if Je- if Elijah Mitchell ends up being hurt or McCaffrey ends up being hurt uh, in the postseason, are you telling me that you wouldn't want to trade a fifth round pick? For Jeff Wilson Jr., I think most people, if they're being honest with themselves, would. And so that's why I never liked the trade in the first place. I get it. We don't want to carry five running backs. I understand that whole thing. But Jeff Wilson was doing great. 
And if he was backing up Elijah Mitchell, Christian McCaffrey, he wouldn't have been hurt like he was for Miami. He'd still be fresh, and they they would have a, a competent back. Um, you know, and, and maybe Jordan Mason is good enough. He looks amazing. It's just a little weird having a rookie going into playoffs. And, and maybe maybe Elijah Mitchell, Christian McCaffrey, they'll be totally healthy going into the playoffs. It'll be a non-issue. Trades like this to me, you can judge them better after the fact. But I was never really excited about getting rid of Jeff Wilson Jr. I liked him. Yeah, it seems so um, unnecessary. It's like, why? Like, what? What's wrong with having three good running backs, especially when McCaffrey gets hurt, Mitchell gets hurt. So Wilson's upset. Okay, it's life. What's he going to do? Is he going to request a trade? No. I mean, talk to him. He's upset? Talk to him. I Do something. It, it, incorporate three running backs. Like It's a good problem to have. And so you were like, you know what? Let's just do right by Jeff and send him to the Dolphins and, do, and, and help the Dolphins. Like, how charitable of you. So now you give the Dolphins one hell of a running back on a discount, and you got to face him. He could be the difference between the, the, the win and the loss, Jeff Wilson Jr. And not only that, Je- McDaniel could be like, all right, Jeff, I want you to write down all of the Niners' you know, code words or whatever they say at the line of scrimmage. Or tell me everything. Not that I'm sure McDaniel already knows them. But there's intel that Jeff Wilson Jr. could be giving. That's a, you just sent him to an opponent you're going to be facing in three weeks? I don't know. I just seem so unnecessary. You could have Jeff Wilson right now. You might want him. I don't understand that one. I think I, I think we'll know more after the season. Like if you know CMC and Elijah Mitchell end up being healthy for the rest of the season, Jordan Mason works out. Maybe it won't be a, a big deal. But right now, it, it makes me a little nervous. It made me nervous at the time of the of the trade. Um, so we'll see. Good thing they have Jordan Mason because frankly, Jeff Wilson Jr. gets hurt too. Um, that's why I thought good to have all three because now it's all about Jordan Mason, baby. Johnny says when Jimmy doesn't throw an interception, it's a good game. Honestly, and Grant, I gave Jimmy a C. Saints do have a top three pass defense. Yeah, well, I feel you. Again, I, I feel like I said watching it again made me made my heart go out to him a little bit where he stuck with people. I felt like there were a lot of plays where just frankly no one was open. But then there's the play where McCaffrey's wide open in the end zone and McCaffrey's wide open deep and you forced it to Kittle when you shouldn't have. I mean, it's tough. But that's Jimmy. I don't know. Some people feel like that's C+. Some people feel like that's D. I think I was tough on him because even though he completed 70% of his throws and didn't turn the ball over, it was like 13 points. 13 points. With those mistakes. It's like, ugh, that just feels like after Thanksgiving. If you did that in October, I'd chalk it up as A. It's early in the season. But freaking... October 27th, man, you got to do better than that. Sorry. I feel like it's too late. My only pushback on that is if you're completing 70% of your passes, so you're doing your job 70% of the time and your team's still not scoring, that's got to be a Kyle thing. Like, it's got to be a Kyle thing at that point because he's doing what he's being asked to. He's, he's under pressure. That's a good point. And that's got to be a Kyle then at that point. It's a, it's, a, it's a good point. Honest question based on current play in the NFL, which quarterbacks would you rank above Jimmy Garoppolo? All right, man. I'm just gonna start throwing out names, and we'll see how many we can we can uh, get to. I'll say a name. You say a name. All right, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Burrow, Jalen Hurts. Uh, damn, there's so many, dude. I can't even think. Uh, Tua, uh, huh? Tua. There, there's at least fifteen. I did this the Dak, other day. Dak, Gino, uh, Justin Herbert, 
um, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Tom Brady. Uh, and then so you could say, you know, you know, maybe he's in the same tier as Carr and Cousins and um, Goff and freaking Daniel Jones. Maybe he's there. Tannehill. Maybe. It's okay. You could do worse. I guess. <laughs> I'm a jerk. That's kind of how I see it. There's at least 10 quarterbacks better than him. This is random, but how about Jordan Love? He looked decent. Maybe it'll be uh, I didn't get to watch Trey Lance. It. Did they pull – was the game over? Why did they put Jordan Love? He got hurt. Oh. Uh, Rogers got hurt. His thumb? Tyler. Yeah, something. Yeah, I, I don't know. Okay. Johnny says, and Grant, I like the Wilson trade because he was in a walk year and Lynch hits on fifth-round picks, Huff and Kittle and Greenlaw. Yeah, but if he leaves and gets a contract, you get a comp pick, so you would have got you would, you would got something for him. Plus, you might want to keep him. Nickname for Jordan Mason, Brick. Brick Mason. Brick Mason. Oh, there you go. I like that. <laughs> Kulo typo. What happened? Where's the other one? Where's the other one? Oh, okay. Dennis Allen is Kulo Asado. Only 13 points. Bro. I don't speak Spanish. What's that mean? Can you Kulo not? Kulo Asado? Uh, something ass. Asado. Hot, hot ass. Probably hot ass. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Sherpaint says, I think that the uh, that the comparing the pa- I think that the comparing the past four games, if Jimmy has a decent protection, he's good. When he gets no protection, he's everything you judge him for. Um, yeah, man. I mean, just missing McCaffrey deep though is just like are you can do that. In the, you can do that in the Super Bowl too. Are you can do that. I mean, it's, that's him, right? Like he could be doing really great, and then hey, Sanders is open deep with the Super Bowl on the line. You're gonna hit that? No. Hey, McCaffrey's wide open thirty. No. Well, why? Are you mentally weak? Like, what's the problem? I don't know. Kulo. Uh, David Hasselhoff. I was hard on Jimmy because he had a hundred million dollar contract. He got, he was the highest paid quarterback when he inked that deal and get carried in the playoffs. Yeah, that was part of it. Plus, he got that contract after seven starts, which kind of pissed off anyone that never got $100 million after seven days of anything, like me. I'm still waiting on $100 million. That's why I don't. Okay, let's talk about how the 49ers are going to defend this Dolphins offense. It's phenomenal. It's really freaking tough to defend. They got Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Raheem Mostert, ton of speed. Also, Mike Kosicki. Tight end, good player, freaking Jeff Wilson Jr., Tua, McDaniel. I'm just naming names at this point. What do the Niners have to do to slow down this offense? I'm a little worried about this game. Honestly, I predicted um, – I don't know who I think is going to win right now or not, to be honest. I, the, the Dolphins scare me a little bit. That speed is going to be really tough for this uh, – as good as this 49ers defense is, they've only played one really, really good team, which is the Kansas City Chiefs. And we saw what happened there. I'm a little nervous about this game. I haven't decided on my prediction yet who is going to win uh, or not. But this is going to be tough. I mean, McDaniel knows McDaniel knows his team better than anybody. He knows the strengths and weaknesses. Uh, he's going to attack it the right way. And this speed is the best in the NFL. So I really don't know how they're going to defend these Dolphins, if I'm being honest. They're going to have to back off and keep everything up front. I would be my only – I don't know. You tell me. No, you're right. You're right. No, so let's go through it. So let's just look at coverage. Waddle and Hill. Damn. Okay. They're really good. They're really fast. Do you feel comfortable playing press man coverage against them? No. No. Okay. So, okay. So let's back off and play. Let's play zone coverage and let's switch it up. Okay. So the way that, the way that McDaniel uses these two guys to get them deep, it's not just straight 
fade routes, go routes up the sideline. It's like deep crossing routes off play action. So taking on like tight splits close to the tight end and then, you know, deep diagonal routes across the field. And they run 4-2 and they could do it fairly quickly, but those are long routes and they're long developing plays. And so what the Niners are going to need to do is get pressure for the first time. Like they've been playing great defense for the last month without much of a pass rush. Like Bosa gets his sack a game, but frankly, they haven't had much of much of a pass rush because Armstead's out. And although he's not a guy who gets sacks, he does create pressure big time. So they need Armstead now this week. If they don't have Armstead, I don't know if they win. If they do have Armstead against Lil Tua, they might. They, I mean, they might win one way or another. But I think he really, I think he really would improve their odds. Because if you get pressure, then then you can't get the ball down the field to Tua and, and Waddle, and now you got a chance. Uh, yeah. If they can't get the ball down the field to Tua and Waddle, ooh, I don't think you can compete. Jimmy can't do that. He can't keep pace. Yeah, Armstead is going to be key, especially against the run. It's funny that Niners are number one on like every statistic except for stopping the the third and two, the short, uh, you know, the short games. Armstead, I think, is a big reason why they're suffering in that area. Having him back will be huge. And, again, he's going to free up Nick Bosa. He's going to help uh, take away some of those double teams. So I think you're right now that you say it. Blitzing, um, putting pressure on Tua, not allowing those plays to develop is going to be humongous because if you're just relying on our corners to stay with those guys, that's going to be trouble, in my opinion. Well, the problem with blitzing is a lot of times – I mean, you can do zone blitzes, but a lot of times you pair – blitzes with man coverage and we don't feel comfortable about about the matchups in man-to-man coverage with this yeah i mean other than severius ward because like look if jimmy garoppolo is i mean if if jimmy ward is the nickelback i mean that's a a matchup i'm attacking all day if Mm. if if i'm mike mcdaniel if i'm i'm not mike mcdaniel should attack that all day because jimmy's a safety and he's got wide receivers who run four two that's you can't that's a bad matchup for jimmy ward so unless the niners are going to move Traverius ward all over the place I think what they're going to do is play a lot of zone. And then in zone against those crossing routes, a lot of times you need the, the safeties to undercut those routes. That's tough to ask Fred Warner to run with Waddle or, or Hill. So it's got to be about pressure. And as well as the Niners defense has played the last month, they haven't gotten much pressure because it's Bosa against the world. Armstead, they need you now. And I think it's hard. I don't know. He practiced on Friday. It seems like they're kind of ramping him up for this week. I don't know if how his body will respond, but I'm guessing he plays in this game. I don't know how, how how well he'll play, but they need him to play well. You know, as worried as I am about the 49ers defending the Dolphins, I, I was in some Dolphins chats earlier, and I'll tell you, those fans are really worried about this 49ers defense as well. So I think it's going to go both ways. I think this is probably – it definitely is probably the best defense the Dolphins have faced. Um it's just a matter of the schematics on it. You know, D'Amico does a great job, especially at halftime. So I'm expecting D'Amico to make some great halftime adjustments. Uh, but Mike McDaniel, I'm a big fan of as well. So this game is the, the game I've been looking forward to all season long. What's crazy is the Niners' defense is great. Well, I can't even say that. It has, it's kind of untested. But it could do a very good job against the Dolphins and hold them to, say, 20 points, which would be good against Miami. The Niners' offense, when they're facing a non-divisional opponent that's not the Panthers, is averaging 15 points per game. Last Yesterday was 13 that they put up. Something is weird with this offense, and the Niners' defense actually could do a good job against one of the top offenses in the league. 
and they could still lose because something is weird with this Niners offense. Although, frankly, Miami's not great at defending the, the run. Like, there are things you could do against them. We'll see. See what happens. Yeah, Miami doesn't have a good defense at all, really. <clears throat> so that's working in the 49ers' favor. And the Niners have a great defense. Uh, so that's working against Miami. Uh, so those two things might be able to pull it off. Still undecided. Have you, have you decided yet, or is it too early for you to make any Too early. I, I, yeah. I'm not sure who's healthy yet. But I do know that the Dolphins have Bradley Chubb. So that's one good pass rusher who could give the Niners, you know, who could give Mike McGlinchey problems. And then they got uh, Christian Wilkins, who's a big defensive lineman. He could give Daniel Brunskill problems. And they got, what, Xavier uh, Howard? who can, you know, maybe match up with Brandon Ayuk. I mean, we'll see. It'll be a challenge. Yeah. It'll be a challenge. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Hasagella says, I know you're hard on the Niners, but I felt like people were unreasonably questioning you. Jimmy and Kyle didn't play good enough yesterday, and they need to be held accountable. Yeah, Kyle, um, it's funny. I asked him what he thought of the offense, and he, like, gave me a real enthusiastic answer. And then I was like, yeah, but, like, the, the red zone, what's up with that? And then he was like, yeah, it's always frustrating when you don't score in the red zone. He shut down on me, and he wouldn't answer my questions anymore. Like, I think he at, felt like it's not fair for you to ask me these critical questions after a win. It's like, all right, man, if you want if you want really nice questions, bring out D'Amico. We'll talk to him. We'll ask him about how smart and great he is. But if you want to come out and talk, then we're going to talk to you about the offense. Who else are we going to talk to about it? You know, I thought, think it's funny is like after a game like yesterday, I said, uh, outstanding job by the 49ers defense. I'll take that W. 49ers offense needs to score more points and be more consistent. And people were just like so pissed about that. Uh, and then you go and you, you go see Kyle Shanahan's press conference and you're asking the questions. And, and Shanahan basically said the exact same thing I said. Yeah. Uh, so I find it interesting that 49ers take fans take issue when you're critical at all. unless you know, unless you're Kyle Shanahan, who said the exact same damn thing. If it were September, it'd be one thing, but it's been a year long pattern and it's almost December and they're running out of time to fix it. So it's fair to point out, even in a victory that the Niners just scored 13 points at home against a defense. that was given up 24 per game coming into it. What the fuck? Pardon my French. Grant. Pressure has to get home to beat Miami. Yep. But I believe Armstead is going to play. Uh, Niners need four plus sacks, and that doesn't mean they win. Niners 27. Miami 21. What are the Pressure. three and a half point favorites right now, right? I think. Yeah. We'll see. Andre. Can we get a badass nickname for this right now defense? Like, Big Red Machine, let's get something that sticks. No. <laughs> Not yet. No. No. I'm, no. No. Yeah. They need to they no. And, and and not just for the defense, this team. This team doesn't have a statement win yet. This week over Miami would be a statement win. So yeah. if they win this week, we can start talking about nicknames and whatever. But no, absolutely not. Because if they lose to Miami, you're gonna be looking at this team like, okay, they still haven't done a damn thing this year. Not yet. The Chargers and Chargers and Seahawks are not really good teams man the only team they really played that was good was the chiefs and got our ass kicked like that's just being honest man so we'll see what happens against the dolphins plus those, those other three losses against teams that are bad, bad. teams bad yeah. flave jimmy's yeah, good yeah. enough to give us a 10 point lead in the fourth quarter <laughs> how did i know he's going to be talking about jimmy problem then and possibly now is being able to get off the field on third down still the biggest concern versus a legit offense 
yeah, man, but it's a four-quarter game, and Jimmy Garoppolo putting up zero points in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl and the NFC Championship game is on him, too. That's another thing I don't like about Jimmy Garoppolo fans. I do love Flave. Is that it's never Jimmy's fault. It's never like they can be like, hey, you know, Jimmy shares in the responsibility of this loss. It's like, it's the defense. Jimmy did his part. Dude, how low is the bar for you to say that that's do, doing your part? Like, nah, man. There was a whole other quarter in the game that he could have done more if he was great, like you think he is. So, uh, from reading this, his concern is the defense? That's that's wild. All right. Um, Faithful says, uh, shots fired. Mostert talks smack on Jimmy G in interview with Debo chiming back. Here we go. All right, let's talk about it. What yeah. did Raheem Mostert say recently? What is he saying? So there's, he said a few things. Uh, some of it I actually don't necessarily disagree with. Some of it I do. The, the things I disagree with, he said he has on a he's on a team with real actual talent or better talent. The team he's on now is more talent than the 49ers. I don't agree with that outside of, you know, two or three skilled players. Overall, the 49ers have a better team. I think that was – probably shouldn't have said that. Uh, he shouldn't have said any of this going into the game, if I'm being honest. He should have – if you're going to say all this, wait until after the game. You don't need to give the 49ers more reason to come after you. Then he talked about the injury. How the 49ers tend to push their players back early from injury. Uh, I don't know whether that's not true or not. I've heard a couple teams say that. Um, so I'm undecided on that one. He did say that he's now has a team, uh, a quarterback that can actually sling it, uh, which I think I kind of agree to us definitely having a better season, at least right now than Jimmy is, um, as far as throwing the rock. Um, but as far as like, you know, talking about the team, having more talent, I definitely disagree with that. I don't think that was, uh, smart of him to say, and I don't think he should be saying anything like this. The timing of this is really weird. Now, now Mostert did come back and say that he was complimentary about Jimmy, et cetera, et cetera, but they didn't publish that part or whatnot. So it's hard to know what was really said, but either way, I think that's kind of stupid to either release it or say it prior to the 49ers matchup. Just gives them bulletin board material. Uh, yeah. Um, I get it though. The Niners sort of like just threw him away. And the Dolphins accepted him with open arms. And so he's like, I love Miami. They want me. You didn't want me. That's basically all that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. What I think the, the most interesting part of what Mostert's saying is the injury stuff. And uh, Niner fans will be like, well, who is he to talk? Miami has their own bad track record, but fine. I think what he's saying is there's a lot of pressure from a lot of teams in the NFL for players to come back too early and players have to stand up for themselves. And the Niners seem to be obviously culprits of that because look at their track record players coming back and getting hurt again you know setbacks all this stuff so probably a lot of teams do it but it seems like the Niners do it too much and maybe they should instead of being defensive about what Raheem Mostert is saying is acknowledge it and fix it yeah I don't necessarily disagree with what he was talking about in regards to the organization and injury things like that Uh, I just think this is probably bad timing like you don't want to whether it's true or not you don't want to give the Niners more motivation than they already have to come out and be aggressive um, when you play them on Sunday. I think that was probably just not a wise decision. I'm sure Mike McDaniel was probably like, yeah, dude, we don't need extra motivation for when we play them. Um, Now I agree. I would be more excited to play with Mike McDaniel and Tua in this offense this year compared to what we've seen from Jimmy. I agree with that part of it. 
But is the team more talented? No, I think the Niners have a more talented team. Uh, as far as the injury stuff, I'm unsure, but we have heard things like that in the past from other 49ers. So where there's smoke, there's fire sometimes. So maybe there's some truth to it. I just think it's bad timing. I think it wasn't smart from a motivational standpoint to, to say that. Yeah, we'll see if it brings out the, the best in the Niners or if he's right. Uh, I did think it's interesting that Debo Samuel responded. It's, you don't normally see players actually acknowledging these type of comments, but it seems like something that's pissing the Niners off. Yeah. It, what did Debo say? Be honest with yourself. Raheem, be honest with yourself, I think is, is what he said. Be real with yourself. Something so what like does that, that mean? What does that mean? I think that was more about the uh, talking about – I mean, who knows, but – it seems like that was more about the overall there's more talent here in Miami. I think that's probably the one that hurt uh, the team the most to hear him say there's more talent over here in Miami. Um, and maybe the quarterback thing as well. They probably don't give a damn about the, the injury part of that statement. So he wasn't saying like, dude, you're injury prone. It's not the Niners fault. He could be saying that too. You know, in which case, man, that's whew, what a thing to say from mm. Debo Samuel, who spends like a minute and a half on the field, everyone praying every game. Oh, hope he's okay. Hope he's okay. Oh, he's fine. Mm. Why does he do that? It's like, oh my God, Debo, is he okay? Oh, he's fine. He's back. It's like, oh, whew. That's, he's like, I feel like he's done it 10 times in his career. He's dramatic. Richie says, with all that said about Kyle Shanahan micromanaging Trey, could not be better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe that's why they didn't want Brady because he wouldn't listen to Kyle Shanahan, of course. Yes, I agree with that. Can you imagine Tom Brady listening on the headset, Kyle being like, this is where you throw it? He's like, I'll consider it. I'll take that into consideration. Matthew says, bring the blitz from the corner and safety. Two doesn't have the vision to escape, plus he's lefty, so strong side can work. Risk is wide receivers versus single coverage. Thank you, Matthew. Good idea. I have a question. Is my uh, audio still low? I know it was it was low earlier in the in the stream, and I turned it up. Did that did that fix it? I think it sounds fine. Okay. Uh, Twisted Clown says D is called D'Amico. Uh, is gone next year. Trade Kyle or keep D'Amico. Trade Kyle. Yeah. Let's see what you think. Johnny says I'm glad Raheem talked. The Niners should take it personally. Yeah, take it personally. I like that. Bullets and board material. Flave, D versus Mahomes in Super Bowl, third and 15. Okay, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Third and 15, two times before, couldn't get a stop. Cup and Stafford last year, same thing. Two weeks ago, cards converting on third, a ton in the first half. It's an issue still, not just versus Dalton. Yes, the Niners' defense could be better. I guess, you know, if the Niners had the greatest defense ever, Jimmy Garoppolo would be a Super Bowl champion right now. Or if he could hit a deep pass, he'd be a Super Bowl champion too. One of the two. If the 49ers shut out every team every week, 49ers would be Super Bowl champions. That's true. Jimmy, too. I am your leader at Ryan Yates, third and longs, buddy. Go watch all 22. What does that even mean? I don't even know. Uh, Debo is going to say he's tweeting little baby lyrics, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> uh, true. <laughs> Jeff Grant, most are throwing shade at Niners. Hope the defense uses this as inspiration. Yeah, man. They, uh, they're they going to hit Mostert so hard. Can't wait. Yeah. Debo is just a running back with extra steps. <laughs> all right that's the show it's an hour and a half show it's over thank you very much everyone for all the donations it was very generous today it was a great show i'll be back at four o'clock with larry what are you doing this week ryan just shows every morning i had a show this morning go watch it i had jack hammer steph sanchez pete lucas every morning 8 a.m we're live so come check us out 
It's done it two times. Man, stop. Mostert will be flipping burgers right now if it wasn't for us. LOL. He said they got better weapons. That's why Debo said that, Grant. Um, okay, well, he's not flipping burgers. He's playing for the Dolphins, who are coming to the 49ers this week, and the Niners might put it in Mostert's face, or he might put it in theirs. I can't wait for this game. It's going to be the best game of the year, I hope. This was the best stream of the year by far. Thanks for watching, everyone. Have a great day. I'll be back later. Thanks, Grant.